0: Blessings, everybody. God bless you. Um, we are here um, with Reset Forever Ministries podcast. And thank you so much for joining us this week. And this week's a lesson. We are now in the Union Gospel Press series, lesson number six. The lesson this week is found in the book of Exodus, chapter number 40, verses 16 through 21, also 29, Through 30 and 34 and 38. All right, and the topic of this week's lesson is obedience in building the tabernacle. This is a very, very rich lesson. We're going to go into the history of the tabernacle, the dwelling place of God where he fellowships with his people. All right, so with that, I am going to give the lesson over into the hands of our instructor, Elder Daniel Simpson. God bless you, sir.
1: Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Mm-hmm. We want to the Lord. thank God for this opportunity. So we always like to start off with a word of prayer. Mm-hmm. So Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you, Lord, for all things. Thank I you. thank you for this day that you have given us and this opportunity to look into your word so we can have clear understanding of your purpose for your people. So with that, Lord, we ask that you give us the ability to teach, the Spirit to teach, the anointed to teach. Mm-hmm. Between your word In Jesus' precious, mighty, wonderful name, Amen. 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 Yes.
2: All right, all right. Andrew.
1: So we in lesson six, Dr. Simpson, and this it is obedience, obedience in building the tabernacle.
0: Yeah, we're still talking about obedience, and now we're talking about a very critical. Um, Pivotal, pivotal point yes. in their journey because now they're talking about building a tabernacle, and this is very significant. So let's go ahead and jump into the lesson.
1: And they wouldn't build this tabernacle on their own. This is instructions that God has given Moses mm-hmm. at Mount Sinai.
0: Okay. So they're not moving on their own, God is directing everything that they're doing.
1: Yes. And the reason why is because God's always had a desire to dwell among his people. Yes. So he's giving Moses these instructions on to build the tabernacle. Okay. but before we get into this Dr. Simpson, as I was looking at this lesson, I, I found that. something that was very um, interesting to me and I was going to use this or talk about this to build this lesson up a okay. foundation for this lesson okay. And even though the topic said obedience in building the tabernacle, but there's a lot of things that has transpired before we get to Exodus chapter number 40.
0: Before they actually move forward in building. Okay, yes. let's go
1: ahead and look yes. at that. So we're going to set our foundation. And the foundation scriptures we're going to go to are going to be in Exodus chapter 33. And verse seven, and this is very critical. What Moses is doing here. Okay. Let's go back here. Thirty-three. Thirty-three and seven. Let me know if you
0: want me to read that.
1: This is the first tabernacle, or this is the first part portion of the tabernacle. It's called the tents, or the tabernacle of the congregation. Okay. Some translations would call it the tents of meeting. That's
0: what I'm used to hearing.
1: <laughs> yes, tents yeah. of meeting, and this is very critical because of the children Israel's sin, mm-hmm. With Aaron when he made the golden calf, mm-hmm. idolatry. Uh, Moses did something that was very, I say, um, very
0: unorthodox. No, it was it was
1: it was it was it was very clever. I don't want to say, use the word clever. It was strategic. Okay. Yes. So we'll read it in verse 7 of Exodus chapter 33 it says And Moses took the tabernacle and pitched it without the camp afar from the camp and called it the tabernacle of the congregation and it came to pass that everyone which sought the Lord went out into the tabernacle of the congregation which was without the camp Why did Moses do this? What was the purpose?
0: And they had to go outside the camp? Yes. To build it? Okay.
1: Just, just, Not the whole tabernacle, just this one part.
0: Okay, so this is the beginning. This is the opening part of the tabernacle. So from what I know about the tabernacle, there was a certain ritual or a certain requirement before you actually entered the tabernacle.
1: Yes, but he pitched it afar from the congregation or from the camp because a plague was going on. Because they had sinned when they, when they worshipped the golden calf. Mm-hmm. And God was still judging the people. So there was a plague among the camp. Okay. So Moses took the tabernacle of meetings or congregation. Mm-hmm. This is not the complete tabernacle. Right. When we finished the lesson, we would have the complete tabernacle. Okay. But this was just the tabernacle of, for the congregation. And he took it, strategically, he placed it far from the camp.
0: Okay, separating it from where God was dealing with them and the plague and all of that chaos was going on. Yes,
1: because we know God is a holy God. And he told Moses, he said, if I dwell among the people, I will break out and I will destroy them. Yeah. I remember that. And he says, because of the golden calf that Aaron had made. Okay. So it goes on to say this. Well, I asked the question in the lesson. I said, why did Moses pinch the the tabernacle outside of the camp of Israel? And the answer to that is in Exodus chapter 32, verse 31
0: through 35. Okay, so we'll move back to one, one chapter. Exodus 32, 31 through 35. Did you
2: want me to
1: read that? I can go ahead and read it. Dr. Okay. Because I wrote it. It says, And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, All this people have sinned a great sin and have made them gods of gold. Mm-hmm. Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sins, and if not blot me, I pray, out of thy book which thou hast written. Okay. And the Lord said unto Moses, whoever have sinned against me, him would I blot out of my book. Mm-hmm. So God's is, is, judgment is now on the people. Mm-hmm. But I like what Moses doing, Dr. Simpson. He's going to use the grace that God has given him to negotiate mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like to use that word, negotiate. Well, but know, he goes,
0: yeah, he intercedes on behalf of the people and he reasons based on his own understanding. And you, show, you see Moses' compassion mm-hmm. for the people as he begins to talk with
2: God.
1: Yes, and verse 35 of that same chapter say, And the Lord plagued the people because they made the calf which Aaron made, mm-hmm. a stiff-necked people. Mm-hmm. So God is judged. And this is what I like about this. We're going to see grace now. Okay. come into the picture. And Moses is a type of Christ. That's what the scripture says. Okay. Uh, where he goes and get grace for his people, his covenant people. Amen. So we still, we're still, still in our foundation. We're still going to build a foundation for this lesson.
0: Okay, so this is the part where he's building the first part of the tabernacle. Alright.
1: So in this part of the tabernacle is just the. They could say the outer court, but that's when we go I mean. through this lesson, yes, we're gonna see all the inner, the yeah, inner I'm articles you, and that's that he had to make. But we got to get this straight first. We got to Moses is a is a he's the right man for the job, Doctor Simpson, because he go going to God on behalf of the people. They don't have a high priest yet, mm-hmm. so Moses going to God on behalf of people. Okay. So Exodus chapter thirty-three, verse one. It says this, And the Lord said to Moses, Get go, you and the people you brought up from the land of Egypt. Go to the land I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I told them I will give them this land to your descendants. Mm-hmm. So, Moses, so God is telling Moses, Take the people on the journey. Take them to the promised land. Okay. Now, 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 understand, Moses is in the tabernacle of the congregation he's in a tent a meeting when he's talking to god face mm-hmm. to face right. as god talked or, or as a man talked to a friend right. so it goes on to say go up into the land that flow with milk and honey but i will not travel among you mm-hmm. for you are a stubborn and rebellious people if i did would if i did i will surely destroy you along the way okay. this is why moses took the, the camp Of
0: the tabernacle outside of the camp. He took the tabernacle of the congregation outside the camp because the people had infuriated God. And God said, so Moses took it out there away from, like you said, the strategic part was that Moses took it out there away from the people where he was judging them and where this whole scene was going on. And he separated it and he proceeded with it. Now we get the understanding of why. God is saying, I'm not going with you because if I go with you, I will destroy you. Because we got to wrath is there. Yes,
1: and he's a holy God. Mm-hmm. He is a holy God, and he's going to judge sin. So, in verse 4, we still learn our foundation. So, in verse 4 of chapter 33, it says, when the people heard these stern words. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation Bible.
2: Yeah.
1: So, when the people heard these stern words, they went into mourning and stopped wearing their jewels And fine clothes. Those are the clothes that they got from the Egyptians. Right. And the jewelries and the ornaments they got from the Egyptians. So here are the people in the camp with all of these Egyptian clothes on and attire on. And when God was judging these people, and then God told them, take off your clothes. Not be naked, but you know what I'm saying. Take right, your ornaments off your gore, all, all of, of your, your
0: adornment and your garnishment. Yes, that you got from the Egyptians. Because
1: when, when the children of Israel left Egypt, they the scripture said, yes, them. the Egyptians. And so he's
0: telling them now just all of that beauty and all of that, those ornaments and, you know, that I gave to you, I want that all stripped off.
1: Yes, because verse 5, for the Lord had told Moses, tell them, you are a stubborn and rebellious people. If I were to travel with you, even for a moment, I would destroy you. Remove your jewelry and fine and find clothes while I decide what to do with you. So from that time they left Mount Sinai, the, the Israelites wore normal jewelry or fine clothes.
0: Okay, so that was while they were in their journey.
1: Yes, that's what, at Mount Sinai. And.
0: So that was just to say, you know, he humbling them, breaking them down. Yes taken down to add something about when you put on certain things and you're dressed a certain way and you have certain things going on, you have, you know, things going on in your spirit, your attitude. But he was telling them, strip them of that. And plus this whole plague that he was dealing with them in. It was a humbling situation. And from that point, as they journeyed, they um, weren't to wear it.
1: All right? So, first, uh, oh, so first... Because,
0: now, I believe, it's because they built those calves, right? Yeah. It and they all were using them. all those... gold, I And mean, he had no problem with it. But you, now you're going to take it and you're going to build idols. Okay. And you're going to say that... And furthermore, you're going to say, These idols brought you out and I took you to Sinai. And I declared to you before this burning mountain, with my voice speaking out of the mountain, out of the fire. that out of the fire, as the mountain was on fire, I have declared to you that I am the God that brought you out. Well... Now you've built these calves. Still and so, calves. and you've called them the gods that brought you out. So now he has to strip them down.
1: Yes, he has to judge. God always okay. has to judge sin. But I like what Moses is going to do. So we're still in Exodus, we're still in Exodus chapter 33, and verse 8 through 11, and I'll read it. Moses, he going for grace. So this is what Moses said. And it came to pass when Moses went out into the tabernacle. Mm-hmm. So now he's going out to the tabernacle of the congregation that all the people rose up and stood every man at his tent and looked after Moses. So now, like you say, Dr. Simpson, now the people are humbling themselves until he was gone into the tabernacle.
2: Right.
0: Well, they did, because Moses had, I mean, God had already dealt with them. Now they're probably a little bit shaken. And then they're just standing back because they don't want to upset and offset God anymore. So they're standing back right there at the tents at the door of the tabernacle. And they're just watching Moses going
1: in to talk with God. And it came to pass, as Moses entered the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle. Mm -hmm. And the Lord talked with Moses. And all the people saw the cloud pillar standing at the tabernacle door. And all the people rose up and worshipped every man at his tent. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speak unto his friend. And he turned again unto the camp. Okay,
0: what verse is that?
1: That's in Exodus chapter thirty-three, verse eight through eleven. All right. That's very important because now Moses is asking for grace for the people, and he's going to get it. Now, Doctor Simpson, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can go to Exodus thirty-three, verse twelve to fifteen, because this is very fifteen or seventeen. Twelve to seventeen. Okay. Verse, five verses. Uh-huh. This is very important because God. Moses is going to ask God. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Request.
0: Okay, so um, starting at verse number 12. Alright, and, and it says, And Moses said unto the Lord, See thou, says unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray thee, for if I have found any grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, if thy presence go not with me, carry me not up hence, for wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not that uh, thou, thou goest with us? So shall we be separated? I, I and thy people, all the people that are upon the face of the earth, so Moses now gets this confirmation from God.
1: Yes. He we go, we go from he go from judgment now to grace.
0: Yeah, and and Moses is saying, I want to know for sure. I want I want clarity. I I have some I have some questions and I need understanding now. You sent me out here to take care of these people, but before we move any further, I need to know that you're going to be with me because if you're going to be with me, then I'll go. And I'll and, and it will be recorded that you were among your people. You had grace on your people. But if you're not going to go, we're not going to go. Because and, they know it's trouble.
1: Yes. And that's just like with us under this better covenant under the blood of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We get grace. Yes. Grace. Grace we are saved, not of ourselves. And we see example here of Moses pleading for the people for the grace that God has given Moses... Moses, if I have got grace, if you have given me grace, give it to these people and go with us.
0: And, And Moses' grace was to still maintain his holiness and his integrity. It was the power and it was the strength and the fortitude to maintain his integrity and his obedience before God and before the people. So that was the grace that he gave him. Yes. All right. So I wrote
1: something down for the church. This is in 2 Timothy 2 and 19, and I'll read it. It says, But God's truth stands firm, like a foundation stone, which which with this inscription, The Lord knows those that are his, and all who belong to the Lord must turn away from
0: evil. Yeah, and I think uh, King James Version says, The Lord knows those that are his, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity
1: okay. so now we can get into the Sunday school lesson Dr. Okay. now that we didn't set a foundation that it was grace the grace of God mm-hmm. that allowed Moses to continue with this project plan of building a tabernacle okay. to complete the tabernacle so that God now can dwell among his people because this tabernacle that Moses is going to build God is going to dwell among his people The tabernacle of the congregation is where Moses went in and plead for the people.
0: For the people, but I think the first thing we remember is this is the first tabernacle. Yes, this. This is the first one because they dwelt in tents and tabernacles. The Bible says that God dwelt in tents and tabernacles with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the tabernacles were the portable um, sanctuaries and the portable places of worship uh, until we actually get into building a temple. So this is the first one. So let's go further. Now we're in the lesson. So now we are in Exodus chapter number 40 and we begin reading at verse number 16. All right, so you wanna go verse by verse? Yes. All right, so verse 16 says, thus did Moses according to all that the Lord commanded him, so he did.
1: Yes. So, the first month, we know it means beginning. The first month is the month of...
0: Okay, first month is Nisan, and that is... Um, you know, you got to remember those calendars. Yes. And then it, it's the beginning. Um, it is... A month of miracles. The first month is a month of miracles, redemption, redemption, and and freedom. freedom. So when uh, the new year comes in, we have scripture here saying that in that year, as the year opens up, you get miracles, there's redemption, and freedom. So it's not just that someone chose a title or just came up with something that they thought would work, but biblically, the first month. Is a month of miracles, redemption, and freedom. And All we right. just
1: read the redemption story about Moses going in there and interceding for the people. And I'm
0: sure that was big, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot more redemption to come. All right, ready for verse and verse. And
1: tabernacle means at the dwelling in place and to be anointed. So, verse 18, Dr. Simpson.
0: 18. And Moses reared up the tabernacle and fastened his sockets and mm-hmm. set it the broads thereof and put in the bars thereof and reared up his pillars. So piece by piece phase by phase Mm -hmm. and he spread abroad the tent over the tabernacle and put the covering of the tent above it as the Lord commanded Moses. And he took and put the testimony of the ark and set the staves of the ark and put the mercy seat above upon the
1: ark so you know we got to talk about that mercy seat well yeah (laughs) we got to talk about that mercy seat so let's go to exodus chapter 25 and 17 and you can go to hebrews chapter 9 and verse 5. okay
0: okay so i'm in hebrews 5 and verse 9. okay are you going to? Did you want me to read
1: first? I could read first.
0: Okay, go right ahead. Okay. And you are in.
1: I'm in a New Living Translation Okay, we chapter the, and verse. So I
0: go there.
1: Hmm. I'm in verse. I'm in chapter 25, Exodus. verse oh, okay. Exodus 25: 17 and 22, okay. uh, the verses. The mercy seat. The mercy seat was a cover or concealed the place of the atonement where sins would be covered on a day of atonement. Okay. That's the mercy seat. Okay. And this is what the mercy seat was made of. And this is what God given instructions to Moses at Mount Sinai. Mm-hmm. He said, then make the ark cover, the place of atonement, pure gold. It must be, we're gonna get the size of these angels. It must be um, 45 inches long, 27 inches wide. Then make two cherubim's from hammer gold and place them on the the ends of the atonement cover.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: which is very...
0: So that's the lid of
1: the Ark of Tabernacles. Oh, yes. Okay. And they're going to put the Ten Commandments in the Ark of the...
0: But here's the dimensions you're going to talk about. Yes. The size of the cherubims that are on top of it. Yes.
1: Okay. And the cherubim each end of the atonement cover. Make it all of one piece of gold. So these cherubims was one whole piece of gold how they would make so it's make not it. overlaid it was absolutely
0: yeah. pure gold through and through yes okay. the
1: cherubim would face each other and look down on the atonement cover okay with their wings spread above it uh, they would protect it place inside the ark the stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant which I will give you then put the atonement cover on top of the ark and I will meet with you there and talk to you from the above the atonement cover.
0: Okay, so now the they actually, this was the position of the um, cherubims on top yes. of that mercy seat or that lid was called the mercy seat yes. over that chest. These are their wings.
1: And they're looking down. And they're the,
0: looking down so they're humbling themselves and they're watching over and protecting this ark of the covenant. And so God is wanting us to see that. So, so when they
1: would place the blood, the, the sacrificial blood on the mercy seat, where God would, you know, ratify His covenant with His people every every year on the Day of Atonement, those Ten Commandments would now be activated for that year.
0: And He said He would re, He would speak to them from yes. over this. God Himself was going to be doing the talking, not the angels, not a man. God Himself was going to talk to them. All right. All right. So, what verse are we in?
1: verse 21.
0: 21 says, And he brought the ark into the tabernacle and set up the veil of the covering and covered the ark of the testimony as the Lord commanded Moses.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. The New Living Translation said like this. Then he brought the ark of the covenant into the tabernacle and hung the inner curtains to shield it from view just as the Lord has commanded Moses. Now that veil... We know it was very important.
0: So is that the veil that stood between the um, Holy of Holies and the um, inner court? Yes.
1: Okay. So the veil was this, and this is what the veil was made of. In Exodus chapter 26, and verse 30, it says this. And thou shalt make a veil of blue and purple and scarlet, mm-hmm. fine twine linen of cunning work. With cherubims shall be it made. And the veil shall divide unto you between the holy place and the most holy. Mm -hmm. Now, according to the gospel, we know in Hebrews chapter 9 and 3, 7. Right here. Chapter 3, verses
0: 9 and 7. Yes. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works for the years, 9, and that was 9. Nine. Did you want me to read that? No, it was, it was Hebrews 9. Hebrews, oh. I was when he was angry right there. Okay, 9 and 7, I'm sorry. But three, unto three, 9 yeah. and 3 through 7? Yes. Okay, and after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, which have the golden censer and the Ark of the Covenant overlaid, with round, overlaid round about with gold, Uh, wherein was the golden pot that had manna and Aaron's rod that budded and the tables of the or the tablets of the covenant so that was the ten commandments yes okay okay so in there you have um actually just talking about what was inside of that ark that inside of that chest um, the top of it was called the um, uh, Ark but lived was the Ark of the Covenant where the angels were upon it so inside these are the elements that were within for the tabernacle
1: yes but in the gospel we know that this was good news with this veil because that was the veil that was rent from the bottom to the top mm-hmm. and it exposed the most you know, the
0: mercy seat. Yeah, and it was fine linen. It wasn't, you know, some flimsy fabric. It was fine linen, which meant it was of good, great quality and very durable. And the colors were, um, you know, as we said, God loves brilliant color. He Blue loves and purple fragrance. And scarlet. Blue, purple, and scarlet. So this was a beautiful um, piece of fabric. And it was heavy, and it was of good quality. So it's not like someone could have just walked up and accidentally torn it. It was something that had to. If it was going to be ripped open, it would have had to been an act, an act of God, especially yeah. at the moment that it
1: happened. And when Christ died, Doctor Simpson, that veil was torn. So now we all can come, go into the, the presence and of and God, that was just it not signified. the high priest. Yeah, yeah
0: it, it was significant because it was that was saying. You can't cross this boundary if you don't have a rite of passage. And only the high priest had it. He only had direct access to God. Yeah. But now, when since Christ has died, we have, the Bible says, we have access to God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's because that renting of the, the veil. veil opened it up for both Jew and Gentiles. The Bible says he tore down the middle wall of partition between us, in addition, and made us both one.
1: we can go boldly now to the throne.
0: And we can go boldly to find help help. Okay, so now we're in verse. Twenty nine. All right, and he put the altar of burnt offerings by the door of the tabernacle of the tent of the congregation and offered upon it the burnt offerings and upon it the burnt offerings and the meat offerings as the Lord commanded Moses.
1: Yes. Now let's look at burnt offerings for a minute, Dr. Simpson. The burnt offerings was an offering for a sweet-smelling Savior before the Lord.
0: Again, he likes fragrances. We see the colors. We see the fragrances.
1: Yes. And it was an offering made by fire unto the Lord. So when they took their sacrifice and they put it on the altar, and if it was accepted by the Lord, the fire from God would come down and, and consume it. it. Mm-hmm. And it had to be a sweet-smelling savor.
0: Right, and if it was, if everything was done right, it rendered a fragrance to God. And to
1: the Lord. So this is what Second um, Chronicles, I'm sorry, Second Corinthians chapter two and verse fifteen and sixteen. It says this. And I got the New Living Translation. translation. And it's going to be in the New Testament. Okay. Verse 2, I'm chapter 2, excuse me, 15 and 16. It says, talking about the church. Our lives are a Christ like fragrance raised up to God. But this fragrance is perceived differently uh, by those who are being saved and those who are perished. To those who are perished, we are a dreadful smell of death and doom. But to those that are being saved, we are we are a life-giving perfume. I like
0: this. I like to read it in, um, in the. King James. King James yeah that's totally foreign <laughs> I like the new living translation so that is um, second Corinthians yes chapter 2 yes verse 15 and 16 okay so let's just listen to it in the in the in the King James version I mean you can lose yourself sometimes and I'm comfortable with this translation and many people are, so i in this one too. Okay, it's fine. Right. Two, and verses 15 and 16? Yes. Okay, so it says, We are unto God a sweet-smelling savor. So you know that sin stinks in its nostrils, but a uh, good lifestyle is like a sweet-smelling fragrance before God. So, um, verses, just those two verses? yes. Just those two verses? Yes. So we're like unto God um, a sweet-smelling savor, in them that are saved and in them that perish or those that are not saved he says to the ones who are uh savor unto death of death unto death so your 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 very presence before me doesn't bring a fragrance your very presence before me doesn't bring the pleasantries to be received because your life is not a life of godliness, and is very distasteful. Again, the scripture says that sin stinks in his nostrils. Verse number sixteen says, "To the one, we are safe; we are savor death unto death, and to the other, a savor of life unto life." So the clean life, the fragrant life, it, uh, is a life that brings life. It is kind of, it is it is referred to as life. And it says, and who is sufficient for these things? So that's the way that that verse ends. So um, it is a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service.
1: And that's because we have the Holy Spirit, you know, um, dwelling in us, and that Holy Spirit is a sweet smelling, fragrant unto the God. Lord in the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And we are in verse? 30. All right. And it says, and he set the laver between the tent of the congregation and the altar and put water therein to wash withal.
1: Yes. And we looked up that word Mm laver. It was very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it means this word here.
0: So that is Ablation which is a washing, kind of like a baptism. It is, you know, we have the types and shadows in the Old Testament. And um, they're going to come to fruition, and it'll be the real thing in the New Testament. But in the Old Testament, before they went into the inner courts, they had to wash. And they did it with a laver. So it just sent, it just um, signifies coming to the Lord, cleanse. And so it says one of the definitions, I believe, was to be totally
1: immersed. Yes, one of them was, it's a washing or cleansing of the body as a ceremony ritual. The second definition was a ceremony washing with water to make oneself pure before worship. So
0: the scripture talks about being having filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit and so that just as we have to cleanse our ways for our flesh to be um, pure before god we have to also cleanse our spirit so this is a form of cleansing of the spirit baptizing washing now there is a washing of water by the word but this was an actual immersion and so they had to come clean before the Lord. He makes that a big issue that they do this on the outside because we're yeah, the outer court right now. Yeah, this was the high priest, the labor, and this is the high priest because they had to go. Be, he had to go before God into the holy of all. Yes. So he had to make sure that all measures and all everything was covered before he
1: moved further. This is what Exodus chapter 38 and verse 8 says, and he made the labor of brass, mm-hmm. and, a, and a foot of it of brass of the looking glass, like a mirror.
0: So it was really refined because yes. when it was like, yeah, it's kind of like 14 karat, 18 karat, 24 karat gold. The more pure, you know, the more um, you can tell because it's not cloudy, you know, mm-hmm. you'll see that glistening very, very yeah, you smooth, seen your image clear. in there? yes, yes. It just
1: like... He was taking a bath in the mirror. That brass was just that shiny. The so the they, vessel that they prepared. were to clean in
0: was also having to be cleaned.
1: And this is what King Solomon did when he made the temple, in in Second Chronicles chapter four, and verse six. He made ten of them, and he put five on the right hand and five on the left to wash in them such things as offered for the burnt offering. Mm-hmm. But the molten sea he made for the priests. To wash in.
0: So he separated it for the priest. Yeah,
1: so the priests had their own uh, facilities that they would use to cleanse themselves before they started their daily activity in worship or in, in service unto the entering Lord. In service of yes, But the other ones he used to cleanse the, the sacrifice, to cleanse the utensils that they used, so everything could be holy and consecrated or God. Yeah, that was another thing. God,
0: yes. That was another thing. The um, vessels and the utensils had to be sanctified and they had to and be them
1: cleansed. Them. they had to you anoint know? them with oil. And
0: they had to anoint them with oil. And then um, after they had slaughtered the sacrifice, they would have to sprinkle blood on them later on. That, that was all a part of, you know, the whole purification process of the vessels or the instruments, which are we.
1: Yes, and in the body of Christ in the New Testament, we are... Oh, also, as Dr. Simpson said, are baptized in water for what? For our conscience. Mm-hmm. Clean our conscience from dead works. Hebrews 9. So when we go before God, Appear before Receive. him cleansed and he can fill us with his Holy Spirit. I always say, Dr. Simpson, God's not going to put his Holy Spirit in no dirty vessel. He's going to clean you up first.
0: And he's not, I don't want anything on me or any situation going on that's going to stand between me and God. That's yes. going to hinder our communication. That's why we, we come
1: to the altar, we repent. We do. And then we get baptized.
0: Together. We repent and then we live a life. You know yes, that. He by walks. the
1: power of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> All right,
0: so we're in verse number 34, 34 yes. Then a cloud covered the tent of the ca- tabern- congregation, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle.
1: Yes. Let's go to 2 Chronicles. I love King Solomon. Um, chapter 5.
0: Chapter 5, 2 Chronicles. Okay, what
1: verse?
0: Verse 10. Verse 10 says, and There was nothing in the ark save the two tablets. Which Moses put therein at Horeb when the Lord made a covenant with the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt.
1: Go all the way down to verse 14. Just all right.
0: They came out of Egypt. In verse 11 And it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place, for all the priests that were present were sanctified purified Meaning himself. they went through that process.
1: That watery ritual. Mm-hmm. Yes. And
0: did not then wait for course. So they didn't have to wait for your turn or whatever. Yes. Everybody went through it at the same time. Also the Levites which were the singers.
1: The musicians. Uh, yes. Uh,
0: all of them. Asaph and, and Heman and uh, Judyathan with their sons and with their brethren being arrayed in white linen Having cymbals and salt trees and herbs, stood at the east end of the altar, and with them, an hundred and twenty priests, sounding with trumpets. That is a okay. grand setting.
1: Yes, I had to get this, get this in this lesson, finish up because. They gonna sing, and God's glory gonna fill this temple that Solomon built. So, so that, and
0: that's because, and that that just goes to show that this is not. I mean, if they had harps and cymbals, and they were arrayed, they had to wash. It's it's all telling us how significant it is to go into the house of the Lord.
1: Sanctify yourself.
0: Fastly, sanctify yourself. Come in there presentable. Can you see that? Yes. Come in there presentable, and um, then give unto Him. Your service, they gave sacrifices, service, of praise, sacrifices yeah. they had to wash, they had to sanctify, they had to anoint, they had to bring music, they had to dress a certain way. All of these things were required coming into the house of the Lord. So, read
1: verse 13.
0: All right, 13 says, It came even to pass as the trumpeteers and the singers were one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord saying, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever that the cloud, even the house of God, even the house of the Lord. So it was just, after all of this, it was all about God. His
1: glory came and filled the temple.
0: It was all about God. He says, so the priest could not stand. This is where you find, uh, when you hear that scripture, people quote it, this is where you find it. It's uh, verse 14 of chapter number 5. It's the last verse of uh, Second Chronicles chapter number 5. Verse 14 says, so that, it was so awesome until God came in, right? His glory, his power, his authority came in. It says, so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, which is the glory, the visual presence kind of, of glory, God, as they say. Yes. for the glory of the Lord has filled the house. And the same thing in the Sunday God. school
1: lesson, you know, when Moses had consecrated Aaron and finished building the tabernacle, God' glory came in. But I wanted to bring what Solomon did because it was so grand. Absolutely. So, can I read in the, this translation? Sure. Uh, the New Living Study Bible translation. So I'm in Second Chronicles, just what she read in King James, uh, chapter five, verse ten, and it said, um, "Nothing was in the ark except the two stone tablets that Moses had placed in at Mount Sinai, where the Lord made a covenant with the people of Israel when they left Egypt." Verse eleven. Then the priests left the holy place. All the priests who were present had purified themselves. Like they said, sanctified themselves with water. Whether or not they were on duty that day. And the Levites who were music- musicians, mm-hmm. Asap, Heman,
0: Heman, and Jeduthun, and their sons and, and brothers. brothers,
1: were dressed in fine linen robes and stood at the east side of the altar playing cymbals and harps and lures.
0: lyres and harps. Yes. They were joined by 120 priests, priests who were
1: playing trumpets. Mm-hmm. The trumpeteers and the singers performed together in unison to praise and give thanks to the Lord.
0: Accompanied by trumpets, cymbals, and other instruments, Smith, they raised their voices and praise. praised the Lord with these words. He is good.
1: It's he is faithful. faithful love yes, endures, endures
0: forever. forever. At the moment of the thick cloud, at that moment, the thick cloud. See, hearing that, God, yes. they drew Oof. him in. At that moment, the, a thick cloud filled the temple of the Lord. The priests could not continue their service because the cloud the glorious presence of the Lord build the temple of God. Yes, that's why. So what if I... you really want to know how to get the presence of the Lord in the midst, I mean, you can come up with some songs. You can do some kind of a performance. But if you're glorifying Him and you've sanctified yourself...
1: we got to be sanctified. And, you, and so you've got course. that
0: presentation and you are... You know, cleansed and ready. God comes in. Look at that. They couldn't even work. They couldn't even minister.
1: And that's why I wanted to use these two examples. In Exodus, and it shows you how faithful God is. Mm -hmm. Under Moses' ministry and Aaron, you know, God came in when Moses finished building the tabernacle. Mm -hmm. And God uh, was pleased with it. Mm -hmm. They sanctified themselves. They sanctified the building and God came in and dwelt among his people. Mm-hmm. And then when Solomon built the temple as well, mm-hmm. they did it according to the laws of Moses, God came in and dwelt among his people. But Dr. Simpson, we have to be sanctified. Yeah. And that's everybody's set responsibility. Set yourself apart. yeah.
0: yeah. So, I mean, people don't know what sanctified means. That means set yourself apart, single yourself out, put yourself in a position where you're not trying to Um, miss the voice of God or opportunity to spend time with the Lord and that your heart is in the place where it needs to be but it's it's going to get there by the help of God, as you begin to worship and cleanse your heart and your mind. You can do that by the word of God. You can do that by worship. You can yes. do that by your lifestyle. All of those things set you apart and sanctify you. And God is Lord. faithful. If, faithful. If, if
1: you If you sanctify yourself, he is faithful. Well, you he,
0: see what he did. They sanctified themselves, and he came in. They were so, with such oneness that he came in, the Bible says, with a faith thick cloud and the cloud was so thick that the the priests they couldn't even stand to minister they couldn't even do anything god did all the ministry yes and that's what we want
1: he is a merciful god Mm -hmm. and he's full of grace
0: all right we're in verse 38 okay for the cloud of the lord was upon the tabernacle by day and fire was uh, on it by night in the sight of the house of Israel throughout all their journeys.
1: So God did answer Moses' prayer mm-hmm. at the tabernacle of the congregation.
0: Because he said, I'll be with you. Yes. And this was evidence. Not only was he with them, but he was with them in a great way. He was with them in a magnificent way.
1: So I'm going to go to Numbers chapter 19. Okay. In verse 15 to 23. Okay. Yes. This is the New Living Translation. Okay. and it says on the day that the tabernacle was set up the cloud covered it mm-hmm. but from evening until morning the cloud over the tabernacle looked like a pillar of fire this was the regular pattern by night the cloud that covered the tabernacle had appeared, had the appearance of fire mm-hmm. whenever the cloud lifted from off the sacred tent the people of Israel would break camp and follow it and wherever the cloud settled the people of Israel would set up camp. Verse 18 All this way they traveled and the camp at the Lord's command, whenever He told them to go. Then they remained in the camp as long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle. If the cloud remained over the tabernacle for a long time, the Israelites stayed and performed their duties to the Lord. Sometimes the cloud will stay over the tabernacle for only a few days. So the people will stay there only a few days as the Lord command. Then at the Lord command they will break camp and move on. Sometimes the cloud will stay overnight and lift the next morning. But day and night when the cloud lifted, the people broke camp and moved on.
0: So I think the point here yeah. is that I'll, they didn't move unless God moved. They well, didn't if God if if God rested there, they rested there. They had already said. they had already said. You don't go, we don't want to go. But if you go with us, we will go. And God said, I, my presence will be with you and we see what happened. And now as they continue their journey, they don't go unless God moves.
1: Well it just shows you how God faithful to his people mm-hmm. and especially to his leader with Moses. Moses went with his grace and intervened on behalf of his people that is faithful. All right.
0: Well, I think that is our lesson for today. And thank you so much. Listen, those of you that are listening to us on the podcast, we, uh, for the first time, have gone live on uh, the YouTube channel, which is Reset Forever uh, Ministries. Reset Forever Ministries. So you can come on over to the channel, Reset Forever Ministries, and join us live And then also um, you can go ahead and subscribe and then ring the little bell that's there and that will get you um, the notification that we're live. And then you can go through the Sunday school lesson with us live before we even go. or before you get ready for your teaching next week. All right, so God bless you. We love you. We thank God for you being here. And I guess we're going to close out now with our yes. favorite scripture. Yes. Right. Now unto him that yes. is able, able to, to keep, keep you from falling,
2: falling and, and to, to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy.
1: To, to the, the only, only wise God, our Savior, our Savior be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both, both now, now and, and forever. Now.
0: In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. God bless you. There you go. How'd you like it? If the first one is always the hardest one, let's just see what kind of responses we get. I'm sure we'll get more than two. Danny, can you put the turkey burgers on? Is it time? Okay. Good afternoon. This is Valerie. I um, I had to uh, disconnect a couple of calls. I was in a live recording. Someone was trying to reach me about an hour ago. Uh, let me get my cell Jean for you,
2: in one moment. Oh, okay, okay.
0: Crazy. Is yes. that you calling me?
2: Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. I texted
0: you too. Okay, we were in a live recording. My husband and I were um, live on, on uh, YouTube. So that's why Okay, I... what's your um your number? Five, that I have in
2: my phone. That's
0: my number. Okay.
2: okay. So I text you, Is a problem
0: with your appointment. A few things. First of all, I have four people ahead of you there's no way that i'm doing you at three o'clock and i have four
2: people ahead of you Dave. whoever booked that didn't book any space the second problem is is book for color color has to have at least three hours it takes 40 45 to to process and then you have after your active service which is the curl it or whatever so that's just a whole misbooked appointment period and then you're down for one process color again so talk to me
0: all right. So, um the color uh I think is going to be something that's going to come over time. It's a demi color you put into my hair. So, I think that that's kind of like uh the temporary. It washes out a little bit with uh each wash, is that right? Yeah. So, the color will lighten up that with each wash.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that'll lighten up that with each wash. Yeah that what you um, have done. That's that's fine. And it'll lighten up after each wash. So um, it's just getting my hair done so I can see, you know, as the color is coming back and keeping it conditioned and treated. And um, whenever it's ready, you'll know when it's ready to put anything else in there. So I just want to keep it comf- I just want to keep it healthy and come to you as we are watching it fade and the color come in and then you know when you say okay now it's ready to do something else then you'll let me know that's all that is okay
2: so So i'm just
0: i'm going out of town i'm going out of town and that's what i'm saying so I'm going out of town Saturday, um, no, Sunday morning, but um, I can, you know, work with another day throughout this week if you have something different, but it's not going to take all that. I guess it just takes, what, an hour to do a regular wash and ironworks? An hour and a half for your hair.
2: Okay. Hour, an hour, and 20 minutes. Okay. Um, you're
0: going out of town what Sunday? Um, this Sunday, so that is a it is a special um uh I'm speaking for one of our bishops and I certainly wanted to look as well as possible. So um sometime this week before I go it'll be fine. I just thought Friday would be best because it will be closer to the day of departure. my you know, the day of the event. But um, my hair actually still looks pretty good right now, and I'm at the end of week too. So if you want to do it earlier in the week, that I I trust it will still be good, and it feels healthy, so I'm not concerned.
2: Well, you were asking
0: for trust Thursday, which doesn't work. Okay. Well, what other day does? Friday is better. Well, move it to Friday. Move it to. You know I'm not fighting with you. Okay. So let's do
2: three. Oh, 3.30. Okay. Let me do this here. Yeah. 3.30. She's oh, coming at five. That's perfect. 3.30 on 10-14. Okay. Give okay. me that
0: phone number, again. Yeah.